0: what is up professional lacrosse fans this is another lax factor lacrosse professional lacrosse show i think we call it the lax factor pro show and today we'll be talking about all three pll games that we had this weekend including our game of the week the chaos chaos the chaos and the redwoods and we'll also talk about the lone uh, major league lacrosse game of the week the bayhawks versus the lizards but first we are getting back into the custom team apparel game, so first thing we want to do, as always, be sure to like and subscribe. That's the best way that you can get our get the word out about this podcast, about our videos. So uh, like, subscribe, share this with your friends. Second, if you would like some swag, or more importantly for this show, if you would like to win some swag, we are going to give away this t-shirt. I have it in varying sizes, but if you just comment anything about the video below, any comment that has anything to do with the contents of this video, we'll enter you to win this uh, um, t-shirt here. And then in terms of the team gear, uh, another way to help us out, if you need team gear, get it from us. We do a hell of a job. We, we kind of took a hiatus here while we built some other things up and got this podcast going, but we are back in the custom lacrosse apparel game. Here's a shooting shirt. That was a reversible shooting shirts. We've got uh, matching reversibles. Two shooting shirts. Boom. We even got the state of Florida on the back of this bad boy. And uh, we do shorts. And one of the things we're going to do here is a custom dye sublimated shorts as well. So here's, you know, kind of ideas of shorts over the years that we have sold. There's some houndstooth. Here's some patriotic shorts that I wear every 4th of July, American flag shorts. We've got the paradise shorts. Boom. Lax Factor logo. They got some sharks on them. And then we even, we do some patriotic stuff too. We got some camo shorts here. I love wearing these. These are actually awesome. So those are all things that we've printed either for teams, for ourselves, or whatever. We are back in the printing game. So if you need some custom team apparel, go to laxfactor.com. You can also buy t-shirts and regular regular retail swag. But if you need some team gear, we're your one-stop shop. We can get you everything. Team uniforms, reversible shorts, uh, summer league gear, uh, travel ball gear. You name it, we can do it. I digress. Let us get into this the Laps Factor Podcast. Okay, so some game of the week action. And I'm going to one take this because I'm pressed on time work-wise here today. So if I falter at all, my bad, but we're just going to rip through all this and we're going to one take the crap out of it. So yet another PLL game. Our game of the week this week is uh, the Redwoods and the Chaos. It ends up being a one goal game that the Chaos take 12 to 11 in overtime. Yet another Crazy PLL game that goes into overtime. All of their games, I think, except for two or three, have been decided by one goal and a lot of them in overtime. So that's been pretty crazy. They divvied these teams up very intelligently, obviously. Uh, We're still seeing a little bit of sloppy play. I think one of the things I'm going to start looking for after three weeks of watching this is I think that 12 turnover mark Is good if you can, if they can keep these games to under 12 turnovers, I think that's a pretty clean game in this league. The problem is that they're playing on a smaller field, everything is a little bit more confined. And what I am starting to notice as I watch the film is that defenders are plucking passes out of the sky. Um, a lot of these throwaways where it's like, hey, a guy just threw the ball out of bounds for no reason, when you really get down to it and you watch why said player threw the ball away. It's typically because somebody got on his hands and it goes unmentioned often by the broadcast. uh, But there have been a lot of times where, you know, you're just kind of slapping your head like, oh, well, there's another uh, just terrible pass, just terrible sloppy play. But it actually was a cause turnover by the defense that just it's so effortless. And the defense is so good at getting on guys' hands and disrupting uh, their throwing and passing motions that I really do think a lot of the turnovers are actually caused by solid defensive play. So they're winning me over on that front. Sorry to sniff in your ear. I'm going to, I'm trying to work on that whole sniffing in people's ears thing. I notice I do that a lot. So into the game action, right off the bat, Salcedo drops a two spot. I am still not a fan of the two point, um, shot. I've never been a fan of the two point shot. Lacrosse is the only field sport in the pro ranks that has a two point shot where you have a field and a goalie. So I'm still not a big fan, but Salcedo drops a two spot, 2-0 Redwoods. And then we get some back and forth going, uh, going on here. And one of the key things with the back and forth that we've seen is it's a lot like the NBA, I hate drawing parallels between the sports and I know other people don't, but it really is a little bit like the NBA in that, in the college game, a team goes down four or five, nothing. If they're not Syracuse, you're a little bit worried, um, or Virginia, Syracuse, Virginia, they're the comeback kids typically. In this league, it's been similar. In the NBA, you go down by 15. That's not a 15-point lead in the NBA is not all that much. In in the PLL, that is proven to be true. Three-zip lead, and then Connor Fields enters. He scores his first, of, uh, first goal of the day, so that ties it up back at three. So, you know, down by three, tied back up at three. Brett Adams then puts a beast of a rope past Blaze Reardon, a beautiful shot, stung the corner, And it legitimately made it move. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then you need to look up Seinfeld. George George Costanza made it move. That's what I'm talking about. It made it move. It was a beautiful shot. Fields ties it up again halfway through the third, beating Garrett Epple on a wing dodge. And and what they did was put Epple on an island. And when Connor Fields sees a dude on an island, he does not fuck around in any manner. And he Zorro dodged him to a goal. And what I mean by a Zorro dodge for the kids out there, Zorro, you can call it Zorro Zed. You can call it Zebra. You can call it all sorts of different things, but it's a Z really. What he does is dodges and redodges and dodges and redodges. And he goes back and forth. He rocks his man. He's going to go into the middle of the field. He's going to roll back and then try to go down the alley. And then he's immediately going to roll back and go to the middle. I think it's one of the things he learned uh, when playing with the goat Lyle Thompson was that Thompson was a a savage dodger. The kid would go to the rack hard. He was relentless in his dodging, but uh, he, I think Fields lacks a little bit of the, the f- just physical abilities that Thompson has. Maybe not, but Fields seems to take a little bit more aggressive of of approach. Thompson, the way he carries a stick lended himself well to being able to just dodge, re-dodge, or just push into people. And Fields, I've noticed, has, has really gone hot. It's almost like a mix of Mike Powell in terms of from dodge to dodge to dodge and the quickness with which he gets into those new dodges. But it is very much like Lyle in the way that he just goes one way, the other way. He's going to try to take you to the middle, try to take you down the alley and just keeps going. It's like the energizer freaking bunny uh, he is. I digress. I'll, I'll tend to go on rabbit holes when I talk about Connor Fields. I'm a big fan. Chaos, they go up 8 5 after Kelly wins a face. Breaks, sweet backhand flip by Kelly to Burn, who then BTBs the hell out of it to Fields. And Fields takes care of the easy part and he buries it uh, at the end of that transaction. Great goal, though. Great face off. Nice flip by Kelly also to, to get that over to Burn. And then Burn. Probably the BTB was unnecessary, but it looked cool regardless. Uh, great pass by Burn to Fields. And it was just a game of runs all day. You know, goals are scored in spurts in this league, and that's been the theme, as I said, so far overall. You score three goals, we're going to score three goals. Um, you know, you say my mother's hot, I'm going to hook up with your sister. You know, that kind of stuff. Uh, the Redwoods, they battled back, and in the process, we get a fight! You know, Perkovic ends up getting tackled. You're going to see it in the replay here. Per- some, they tackle Perkovic, two guys, as Perkovic's on the ground and everyone's scrumming. Osello, he sees Ray... Take a cheap shot at what he thought was Perkovic's head. It missed. It did not hit Perkovic in the head. If it did, it would have almost decapitated him. Ocello takes offense to that. He starts roughing Ray up, and I mean, you look at those two guys. One of those men is not like the other. Ocello would have tore Ray apart, and then enter Ray's buddy Blaze Reardon, who comes in and body slams the shit out of Ocello. So I thought it was awesome. I what I didn't think was awesome was that they didn't get ejected. Ocello should have been ejected. Reardon should have been ejected. They didn't get ejected. So I see what the league's doing. I'm cool with that. And I I dug Osello watching the replay. And when he sees the replay and he saw how he caught... Um Reardon right here under the chin. I mean, that's the spot. If you're going to try to knock somebody out, he got him where you want to get him, right kind of under the ear. And um, I'm surprised Reardon stayed up. It looked a little bit more like a graze in the replay. It looks like he caught him good, but I love that he was celebrating when he saw how good he got him on the, on the replay. So they lock them both up. They serve their time and, and we move on. A lot of people are pissed off about that. Get over it, you pansies. It's a fight. Men fight. Men like seeing fights to pretend that this won't be good um, for the sport to a small degree in terms of the press and the coverage and the social media. You know, you don't know how economics and business work. It's, I'm not saying that they shouldn't be punished for it. I do think that if you do fight, you should at least get ejected from that game. I don't think we go full high school level because these are grown men and they can fight if they want to. Um, and no, it does not teach the kids that fighting is okay in the field. You have fricking rules. If you are the kind of coach or parent that thinks, oh, my kid saw this fight, um, and now my kid 's going to fight because i can 't control them you 're just a shitty parent or a shitty coach, just because the pros fight does not mean your kids are going to if you 're any if you 're half decent halfway decent at coaching, you will prevent this from happening on your team and you can laugh about it and use it as a learning experience and all sorts of other stuff so we had a fight. I thought that was cool. Uh, Ryder Garnsey sighting. A uh, li- little bit later on, uh, I think it was Kavanaugh scores and gives him the lead. And then we end up getting a Garnsey sighting. Shot rebounds into Garnsey's stick on the high crease. And, of course, he can't just shoot it normal. He's got a backhand at left-handed from distance, like the absolute killer that he is. So I think that made it 11-9 Redwoods, albeit I don't really care. Uh, the Chaos, they counter. I lost my place here. Where are we? Boop, 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 boop chaos counter, uh, gains and game ends up tied. We had a, a stretch here towards the end where last two minutes of the game, you know, frenetic pace and goalies came up big, making a couple of saves over the course of that pace. I think I'm showing you a Tim Troutner highlight where he had a pretty nice save on, I believe it was Rabel. No, um, Jones. It was on Jones. Uh, he had a really nice save late in that game to keep everything tied and to go to overtime. And then Sudden Death winner, just a two-man pick slip that Burn got underneath. And uh, Defender, they kind of doubled the the, the ball carrier, left Burn and literally he just slips underneath and sticks one on the crease. So it was a very anticlimactic uh, uh, Sudden Death game-winning goal. And you'll find I am resistant to calling it Sudden Victory because I'm old and I just like Sudden Death better. just sounds better. Uh, for the Chaos, I didn't show the goal, the Miles Thompson goal. I'm a little bit afraid to show some of the sweetest highlights, partly because I got a copyright strike on Facebook for this podcast last week. And NBC did not uh, fight it after I disputed it and reached out to the PLL. So I'm going to keep some of the best highlights away from y'all until the PLL confirms that they're not going to copyright strike me on YouTube for them. So there's a couple of goals here and there and, and, and dope things that I'm not going to show you until they prove that they really want to grow the game and let people like me use their freaking footage in in fair use like a, like you know everybody else. So I thought that was kind of stupid, but it may have just been an accident. So I'm not Gonna light them up. Too bad for that. Uh, Thompson goes three and one. Fields four and one. Burn two and one. Reardon had thirteen saves, so he played solid. He actually won the goalie battle because Troutner, uh, per their stat line, only had four saves, so he played like shit. Uh, Redwoods. Uh, Greg Grenlin won fifteen to twenty six face off, so that was key for them. Cavanaugh two and two. Garnsey one and two. Brett Adams three goals. So excellent game. And we are going to move on to the next game. Archers and the Whip Snakes. You guessed it. Another. OT game. And, um, one one of the things I think that we see is play in the PLL. It hasn't cleaned up over the three weeks that we've played. So, so far there's actually been more turnovers in the last two weeks than there was in the first week. But like I said, I think that Mark needs to be 12. If you keep it at 12 or under, I think you did a good job of taking care of the ball in this league, in these shortened games. If you're 14, 19, and and the whip snakes were 19 turnovers in this game, You did not take care of the ball, and you played some sloppy-ass lacrosse, and that was the case. This was a sloppy game, albeit a good game. Another game of runs, Whip Snakes. Take a lead four nothing by the end of the first, and then the archers outscore the whip snakes seven to one over the course of the second quarter. They even it up over the third. Whip snakes get the edge in the fourth to tie it up, and then they win in OT with all the momentum. So that was huge, and once again, just shows you that you don't leave these games early. A team could have a a considerable lead even with late, and because of the two point shot, it's the only reason I'll get behind the two-point shot ever is because it, it it is cool to know, hey, we're down by two, but we still have a chance. Um, so, you know, I got to stop whining and stop being an old man in that way. So face-offs, was a story there? no Yeah, Nardella had a, a hell of a day. Joe Nardella did at the face-off X, winning 71% of the draws for the whip snakes. Ben Reeves, nothing. I don't even know. I, he was in here for some reason, even though he didn't score. Uh, Hennenberg, he scores a goal and assist. Rambo gets three assists. So Rambo was a facilitator. Uh, Drenner, Ryan Drenner, once again, he scores the game winner in this game. He goes for three goals, a hat trick with the game winner. And he had a two-point. Um, it looks like he did have a two-point goal in that mix as well. Who, what would the middies do here? Chanachuk, two goals. He's been solid so far. Connor Kelly had a very good game, two and one. He's coming into his own as a pro as well. Goalies, what, what'd they do? Yeah, Burnlor had a hell of a game, twenty saves. I knew that I knew that one of the goalies lit it up, and he had a great game for the Redwoods with what was it again? Twenty saves, which is pretty incredible. And that's been another theme too that I've talked about. Goalkeeping play has been next level by far, next level. I, I've one of the the things that I've enjoyed the most about watching this lead so far or this this league. So far, yeah, Stephen Kelly was who uh, got ripped up on the face at the face-off x for the Archers and points for the Archers. Holman two and zero, Manny one and one. Midfield wise, we end up with a huge game out of Tom Schreiber. It was kind of the Tom Schreiber show uh, during the course of this game. He goes three and five on the day, but but Tom Shriver coming into this was was probably this league's best player, if not definitely this league's best midfielder. The guy the guy's been playing really tough lacrosse. Ben McIntosh uh, two and zero, he's been tough. Ian McKay, my boy Ian McKay, he goes one and zero. Um, defensively caused turnovers, Matt McMahon. But like I said, the the, the turnover battles are, are have been pretty tight, and all, all the teams have been pretty heinous overall. Uh, Adam Gettleman twelve saves, so he didn't play bad either. Um, but whip snakes, they win this game, but they, they still commit 19 turnovers. So if they didn't, if they took a little bit better care of the ball, this game's not nearly that close, but it was in the end, a good game, another overtime game, Ryan Drenner, another overtime winner. Uh, so that's two weekends in a row that Drenner has scored a game winning goal in overtime. Nonetheless, I believe the last one was in overtime as well. So, Hey, you can't, you, you you gotta love that. And the fact that these games like bull Saturday games come right down to the wire good for this league for certain. Now we move on to the next game, Chrome and the Atlas. Not a overtime game, but close. And the funny part about this one was this is the Father's Day game. So uh, a, a a negative for the PLL with about two and a half minutes left in this game, I was willing to walk away from it and walk with my family to the creek. The good news for the NLL was that I ended up making my entire family stand at the end of my driveway while I watched the last minute and a half play out of this game uh, so that I didn't miss it. And they literally all stood there at the end of the driveway watching the last 45 seconds um, as I stood there like a psycho. As people walked by and they're like, what is this family doing at the end of the driveway while the, the dad is standing here with a phone up in the air watching something. I probably thought I was watching porn or some crap like that because you know everyone assumes I have problems because I kind of do in general. Now, if we get into uh, the stats of this one, What are we looking at here? Turnovers. I believe this was the, yeah, same thing. Chrome, only 11 turnovers. Atlas, 17 turnovers. So still sloppy. um, But a game of runs again. Chrome, 5-4 at the end of the first. Back and forth, great. Uh, Second quarter, Atlas take the second quarter 4-0. Third quarter, Chrome. Take the third quarter, 5-1. Just a game of runs. It was a, an incredible game uh, from start to finish. As we're looking at the faceoff X, Farrell struggled this time. Farrell had a big week last week. He only wins 40% of the draws this week. We end up with Gutterding, 3-2. and two. He had a great game, and uh, he pretty much let him. Jordan McIntosh and Rannigan both go 2-2. Two and two in the game. And Galloway makes 11 saves versus 12 goals against in, in net. And like I said, you're, a lot of times you're not going to see these goalie save percentages go above 50%, but that does not mean that they didn't make some incredible saves. This is a really tough league and the save percentages for the goalies do not do them justice. They're just playing against uh, you know snipers and killers every weekend, uh, weekend and week out. Uh, Ryan Brown, two and two. Um, Kieran Mcardle uh, three and two, Eric Law one and one. Uh, oh, actually, I screwed that up. Brown was two and zero. Mcardle two and one, and Cloutier was two and one. I, I know I'm getting Cloutier's name wrong. I, I it was always Cloutier when he was in college, and I know that people have been just saying it some weird, weird French Canadian way that I, I haven't figured out yet. So I'm just still going to call him Cloutier. Uh, Connor Busick was the big the big cat in this game. He scores a a. Um, the uh, the two goals late that were key, and then I believe he also scored the game winner, uh, the eventual game winner in this one. Actually, I think it was the game winner. So Busick, he had a big day. He goes 4-1 and one, uh, from the midfield, and Con Cannon and Cage had 14 saves. So overall, pretty tough. Another good game. Uh now just a great weekend of lacrosse out of the PLL it'll be interesting to see what their attendance looks like. It was raining but it didn't look bad. I think in terms of the visual uh for the crowd I think this was one of the better games because it was a you know smaller venue and the and the crowd did seem to be sitting pretty nicely behind the bleachers. So a lot of camera angles showed a fairly full stadium uh along the you know for for this kind of event. So it wasn't too bad. Uh still I think the big thing that the PLL completely fucked up is the, the the not giving these teams home regions. I think you would see greater attendance, especially in the cities where teams were did, did call that city home. I think that, that screwed them out of ticket sales. I think that screwed them out of first season watchers. But to all of the people in my boat that did not like the fact that they didn't uh, uh, start with localities for these teams, don't let it screw you. I, I first week was not excited. You've heard me over the first two weeks not be excited overall about this. This was the this week I enjoyed the games the most. Uh, maybe that's because I I also drink less beer for some reason this weekend than other weekends. But give it a chance. Let's all give it a chance. They with what they've been doing from a marketing standpoint with their TV structure with their telecasts they've been doing a great job. So give it a chance for sure. Watch a few games. Give it a couple of weekends, and I think they'll win you over. They've won me over now. Next one, we got the MLL. This game was actually the first game played on the weekend. This was played on Friday uh, for the MLL. It was the only game of the weekend for the MLL. Lyle Thompson lit it up. He goes for four goals and two assists. And uh, line mate Steele Stanwyck, one goal and three assists. They were just too much for the Lizards down the stretch. Let me say this. I got to take a drink real quick. By the way, be sure to go to laxfactor.com. You can get swag like coffee cups and T-shirts and shorts and all sorts of other cool stuff. Um... Yeah, I fully expected that it was going to be the Bayhawks. Uh, I, I figured the Bayhawks would do well. You can't. You have the goat and you have Steel Stanwick playing with Thompson. That that's a really good attack line right there. That's that's the, a better attack line probably than even any team in the PLL has with just those two on it. I expected also though for the Lizards to be two and one, three and I expected them to come into this game at two and 0 with their roster and Rob Pennell on uh, on that team. Not the case. Pinel goes three and two in this game, but the Lizards dropped to zero and three. So it just goes to show you, I don't know shit as it pertains to making predictions. And and, and if you're a betting man and I make a prediction, bet against me for the most part, and you'll probably win some money. Um, and uh, Nick Amato was huge in cage. He wins the gold, not huge in terms of he didn't smoke uh, call. I don't know how to pronounce call's name. I watched it and I, I'm already forgetting. Uh, So that's my bad. But Amato smoked him by three saves. But that's the difference. You know, you win the goalie battle. And, and I've been talking about goalie battles a lot and who wins the goalie battle. Because often you're dealing in two, three goal games and where the other team's goalie has more saves than your goalie, that goalie was, you know, he factored heavily in that win. And worth noting, great telecast too. This was on ESPN, ESPN Plus, I'm not sure. And this was an incredible telecast. I had to, you know, we had a Quint uh, uh, do this. I didn't, I forget already who the, I I did have the volume down for most of it because I was playing with the kids while I was watching it. and um, But they I, I know Quint was on the telecast and they did a great job. And another thing to note, I know a lot of people have been complaining about uh, European availability. And I know I have a lot of fans across the pond and apparently ESPN International, whatever the, e, uh, the international version of the ESPN app or channel is, I believe they're going to start carrying the MLL games too. So that'll be a big win for the MLL. So far, after these first 3 weekends, the PLL is winning the battle for my attention. I suspect that the MLL may still be winning the gate, but I'm not sure about that. But definitely the the attention battle in terms of eyeballs, no question, the PLL, the their their broadcast last week on NBC was the most watched lacrosse game ever on TV, at least most watched pro lacrosse game ever on TV, possibly just regular lacrosse. Um, Their social media engagement has been off the charts. Their camera work has been next level. Their telecasts have been great. Now, I do not like the sideline reporter interviewing players, uh, whoever that guy is. He has not done a great job, and I'm not sure if he's actually a lacrosse guy. There's been a couple of things he said where I was like, oh, you know, that's kind of cringy or whatnot. What I do like is them in the players' ears, uh, after the, after goals. So I think there was a scenario where, uh, gutterding or gutterding had scored and, um, they were talking to him and the ball was coming right back the other way. So far as I had seen it, I, it was, I hadn't seen a scenario in which they're talking to the player and boom, the ball's now in that player's stick within a matter of five seconds of him having to shut up because he realized it was coming his way. So that they did a great job there too. So overall the attention battle definitely, I think is being won by the PLL that that's a fact, in terms of my own anecdotal evidence, it's true, uh, but it's a, it's statistically true in terms of the social media engagement, the YouTube views, the um, broadcast ratings as, as thrown out there by NBC's side. Um, if you haven't paid for that membership, uh, to get the actual PLL pass, and you're just jonesing for lacrosse. Well worth the forty bucks. I I got mine uh, when they did a trial weekend, so I ended up getting an extra weekend out of the deal. Um, but it's well worth the money. So support the PLL, support the MLL, man. I mean, I'm not one that wants to see either of these leagues fail. I'd prefer to see one of them end up eating the other to a degree, which I think is what's going to happen. Uh, realistically, we're only three weeks in, and the PLL in its first year. They're already doing so many things good and so many things right. I do not see how they can't win this battle. I think one of the things that I would definitely shore up if I was them after this season is the not having regional ties for the teams. I would definitely right quick fix that, and I would try to uh, pick regions. And maybe you end up doing it by team identity. You know, The Redwoods, obviously, that would make sense to put them out west. Chaos could be the New York team or the New England team. So I think they definitely have to shore that up. And I think that they could simply say, hey, this season, now the teams are getting their home bases. And simp- you don't have to have home games, have home events. you know. So every home, every team gets a home event and then you have, have all the rest of your events all over the place. You still grow the game, but you still get some regional exposure, or some reg- regional ties, which we all want. Because I'll tell you what, you give me a New England team or a New York team, that is my team. I am not capable of liking a team from out West, uh, outside of, you know, watching them. I, I, I'm that guy who likes to be a homer. I'm a Syracuse fan in all sports. I am a a uh, Yankees fan during the playoffs when the Yankees are in the playoffs. I am a New York Giants fan. I am a, you know, everything, everything. I'm, I'm a New York Lizards fan, kind of, but I don't really watch the MLL. That's my bad. I should really do that. So moral of the story, PLL winning the battle. Uh, and that's really it. You, you guys noticed the sign fell down. Now uh, that thing that that kind of happens every once in a while, and one other thing I want to do at the end of every show now is to start to to spotlight other podcasts. uh Everyone has been so generous to me in terms of listening. everyone's been so kind in terms of the feedback. I've had a couple of dudes trash on me and player hate me here and there, but for the most part, everyone's been super cool and I haven't had crazy haters or anything like that. I mean, bring them on. I'm cool with it. I don't give a shit, but uh it it's I I want to continue to roll through the comments and keep commenting back and and, and engaging with people. And uh, and honestly, where there's been a couple of a-holes in the comments, uh, you guys have kind of jumped on them. So I thought that was cool coming to my defense. But moral of the story, I want to try to let you guys know what I'm watching in terms of the podcast world or the YouTube world. And one of the podcasts right now that is my favorite is the Crease Dive podcast, uh, the, the Barstool Sports Guys. I am not a pod, I do not like listening to podcasts where they just interview coaches and players over and over and over again. I don't want to hear interviews. I want to hear dudes talking, one dude talking, two dudes talking, three dudes talking, I don't care. And uh, the the Crease Dive podcast, uh, it's, it's by the Barstool Sports Guys. Honestly, off the top of my head, I can't even remember what the hell their names are. Um, I mix them up. So that is one of the podcasts that if you liked this podcast, because I just ramble and talk, you should probably like their podcast too. They will cuss a little like me, uh, but it is, they both know the game. You can tell they both love the game. You can tell they both watch a boatload of lacrosse. So the crease dive podcast, you can find it anywhere where you find podcasts. It's a part of the Barstool sports enterprise next week. I'll tell you, the the other go to. I have two podcasts that I like equally that I go to all the time. So in next week's show, I will cover that. And that's kind of it. One thing I'm going to make a change on. And I'm not going to put these out on Mondays. Uh, it's apparent that I get a little bit better information if I let the weekend marinate, and I can actually do a slightly better job of gathering that information and presenting it to you if I wait until Tuesday. So I'm going to start putting these out Tuesday mornings instead of Monday mornings. And we still aren't. We're not going to dump. And and jump into another show yet. We're starting a couple other podcasts up. We're actually going to start a giant New York Giants football podcast that we're going to do out of here as well, and a couple others. So while I put those together, we're just going to stick to the one podcast a week, this pro show podcast for lacrosse. And as always, be sure to like and subscribe, share the video with your homies. If you want to get some swag, go to laxfactor.com and you can get swag. And like I said, we also make team uniforms. So if you need some reversibles, some shooting shirts, some shorts, uh, some uniforms for your team, travel team, club team, um, you know, uh, uh, whatever, whatever team you have, official high school team, uh, you know, old man's league team, we can do it. You can tell we do big sizes. This is a big jersey to fit my big frame here. And um, that is it. Thank you as always for watching. And Hoost is out. And let's watch some quality lacrosse this weekend too. I got to make sure I'm not doing that. I noticed in a couple of videos, I was going like this and I was ending like this because I just wave. I like to wave and hold the wave. And I I like the wave to be exaggerated and high, but I noticed also that it was starting to look a little bit like I might be doing some kind of Nazi salute. That was not the case. I hate the Nazis in fact. So that's all. Carry on everybody. Enjoy your weekends, your weeks. Enjoy your weeks. I one took it. I told you I was going to fuck things up a little bit.